Hello and welcome to Kohler Commentary. In this episode, we continue our conversation with Andrew, an Enneagram Type 9, and Sarah, an Enneagram Type 3, as they share how they've used the Enneagram to come together to effectively lead in their house church, navigate family dynamics with relatives, and share advice on marrying someone of the other type along with fun anecdotes in between. There has been so much insight, which you can clearly tell from my mmms and Wanhee's chuckles as we resonate and were mind blown with various revelations. We encourage you to jot down some questions you might have about the Enneagram as you listen, because we definitely want to invite the Chaws back for a general Q&A at the end of our series. Enjoy. Um, well, I... I feel like you guys shared a lot. Um, I, from hearing, I would say, well, one, when I first heard y'all talk, I was like, oh man, it must be so difficult to be in the same triad, right? <laughs> but now I'm like, it's like the perfect match. You guys like compliment each other. Which one do you guys think? <laughs> Probably a mix of both. Yeah. Well, now you have to believe the latter because, you know, you ride or die for life. Of so. course, of course. <laughs> But I think my, like, especially when I go into that stress number of like being a nine, mm-hmm. it's helped me just understand him more. I'm like, oh, that's why mm-hmm. Andrew is the way that he is. And that's why he just lays around in bed and doesn't do anything when there's mm-hmm. a million things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause yeah, that would, that was, yeah, I think he mentioned it earlier, but it was like a huge cause for fights mm-hmm. in our marriage, mm-hmm. like within the first couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I guess just, Another thing to just get out there is just because you know the Enneagram and you know yourself doesn't necessarily mean you can avoid any of this. Right. Yeah. Um, like when Sarah is in her stress number or I'm in my stress number, um, I would say like at least half the time or much of the time, like the other one of us will tell them like mm. very like upfront, like, hey, like you seem like you're stressed or unhealthy. Right. But just knowing it. Yeah. doesn't really like get you out of it right you still have to like do things or work through it um like one example is like when i see sarah being super lazy and stuff like that and like just doing nothing um i'll encourage her like hey like let's get out and do something or like we should go exercise together because um, i know like she'll feel way better but she always refuses <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's she's like no <laughs> I don't want to. I'm too busy or whatever, right? And so well, now you know how I feel. All yeah. The time. Well, who knows? We'll see. Um, so like, it's so hard to pull her out of it, like forcefully. Like she has to get to it, like mm. mostly herself, right? Mm-hmm. We can like kind of be there to help in certain ways, but we can't just tell them mm. something or other. And like, eventually, when she does work out, every single time, guaranteed, <laughs> she's like, "Wow, I feel great." that was amazing like why didn't i do this sooner blah 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 and i'm like because i i told you like Mm. many times but Mm. yeah it's not just like a knowledge translates instantly to like Mm. being healthier yeah it's still a process so like i just i'm just saying that just so people aren't like unrealistically expecting like oh i know my enneagram number so now i'm gonna be perfect right so yeah Mm. i appreciate all of your additional like insights i think it's mm. so nice to Truly have that enneagram master yeah <laughs> yeah seriously um what are some common questions you've been asked where you just drop the wisdom on it oh i, I don't know i repress everything so. <laughs> <laughs> i see um what are like i know so like we kind of talked with in your marriage but within your marriage you guys are also leaders right and members of different things together like what does that look like in those environments i guess in shepherding um we fought a lot about shepherding within the first two years of our marriage because I would constantly be telling Andrew like, hey, we need to be doing this with our house church or like, hey, why are you not mm-hmm. reaching out to this person? Or when they're sharing, I would ask him later, be like, why didn't you say something when this person was sharing this and this? But I think a lot of it just came from like, if we're not involved through action in these people's lives like instantly or immediately kind of like our natural instinct is to kind of jump in and help right um that makes us look like bad shepherds Mm. and so I wrestled with that a lot I was like wow we're bad shepherds like Mm. 
because of how our house church probably sees us, they think we're lazy. They think we're not involved. They think we don't know anything about their lives. And so I had to learn a lot about just being patient and just being gracious, being a better listener. That was a big thing that I learned in our first year of marriage is just sitting there and listening was really hard for me. Mm. Um, But I think through our relationship and as Andrew kind of coached me in that way, um, it's helped me realize like I can't change people because I think that was my motivation probably my first couple of years of shepherding it's like if someone's going through a hard time or if someone's thinking of something that's wrong um, or if their thought process is wrong like it's our job to change them mm. and that's so much pressure on us and that's literally impossible to do yeah. um, and so I would say that's probably one of the biggest ways that I've I guess changed in my shepherding role um through the years I don't know if that answers the question no I think well because I think even in that you know like there is a sense of that image attached to the fears that Mm -hmm. you shared even in that and I think that's something a lot of type threes or people in general can share or resonate with so I think even being able to like declare against that in those times and know like you're a good shepherd no matter what I think is really cool to hear and like Mm -hmm. that transformation so thank you that's Mm -hmm. Well, I guess going off of that, um, not fully answering your question, but that's fine. <laughs> like one analogy is our leadership styles. Yeah. Just to describe it is I did hear like one of the shepherd lessons we had before was like, is your leadership style like a Moses or a Paul? Mm-hmm. And Moses is very like everyone. Let's go together. Like let's everyone get to the promised land together. Right. And mm-hmm. let's all do things together. Mm-hmm. And he didn't like want to lead. Um, but he was still like a great leader. Right. Um, Mm. and then Paul's kind of like, he's going to tell it how it is. Like, if you're like wrong, he's just going to be like, you're wrong. And he's going to like write all these letters and tell people what they need to do. (laughs) That's so crazy (laughs) now. I've never looked up Enneagrams for Bible. Better and things like that. Right. And so, um, when we went through that workshop, it Uh was like, obviously like I'm a Moses and she's a Paul, Uh um, which, I, I'm pretty sure I, I, I always knew I was a Moses like as a nine especially so that's why I wanted to find like a Paul Aww. to like partner with so that, <laughs> I'm the only one that <laughs> <laughs> so that like I don't have to do those things yeah. so she she would like gladly do it right yeah. and I think um, just like naturally or stereotypically I think uh, threes can be more controlling mm. in terms of like how they want others to do things not from like a negative sense, but kind of like a, just so like it's better or like they're better or things like that. Um, they kind of, they always see like how, how can things be more efficient? Mm. So like you do this and you do that and like Mm. things like that. Um, whereas a nine is very laid back and we're kind of the least controlling of Mm. the Enneagram numbers. Mm. So I'm kind of just like, let them be like, they need to grow (laughs) into it themselves. And like, if it's bad enough or like, if it's really critical, like, then we can uh-huh. step in, but I don't want to be the one like guiding their lives. Like I'm not God. Like I don't care about like being the one to tell them to do it. Um, so that's where we had that difference. Yeah. And I think I would let the condition of our house church, like if we had members who were not doing very well or members who would like not come out, that was a reflection on us. Mm. And so I think I took it very personally when people would like not come to house church, be like, okay, what do we do wrong? Why are we, why are we not, you know, being good shepherds? Because if we were good shepherds then they would come out, but it's like, no, that's so wrong and so mm. twisted. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. So interesting. Because I feel like all the stuff that Andrea just said, I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Oh, I, oh yeah. I vibe with that. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because, like, the part that you just shared, I think my thought process would be, like, oh, if someone from my house church didn't show up, I must have said something to, like, offend them. Yeah, exactly. I've never thought about my what? I would think through all the interactions I've had with that person and be like, all right, what did I say? What did I do? Mm-hmm. Like, what would they have been offended by that mm-hmm. they, like, don't want to come anymore? You know? Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is very interesting. Yeah. Do you think that way? Yes, all the time. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, realization. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome on the pod. <laughs> so, nines are others focused generally mm-hmm. when we think. And so, our first thought is like of the other person. Like, what are they thinking or like, what did I do wrong like towards them? Yep. Right. It's always accommodating and like thinking of 
what is the other person thinking, right? Mm. Threes are self-thinking. <laughs> mm. Are twos uh, self-thinking too? Twos, I think, are others thinking. Um, but your twos are also very in their own heads. Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. it, can, it can get confusing, uh-huh. but I'm pretty sure twos are like others. Uh-huh. So the I think proper terminology is others referencing. Uh-huh. So you might think you're being selfish or thinking about it res- re- with respect to yourself, but it's kind of like you're always thinking in terms of relationship to someone else, right? Oh, I see. So, but threes, it's kind of like not, it's a contrast from like, what are they thinking? But it's kind of like, how is this making me look, right? Mm. Like, how is this reflecting on me? That's a really helpful distinction for for me in terms of like the two, but really high wing three where like sometimes i get confused but Mm -hmm. i think that's a helpful framing of it Mm -hmm. but wow so you have that thought that wani has as oh yeah it's it's like constant it's really annoying interesting (laughs) i don't know if you feel that way it's very annoying yeah it's it's like this weird mix of like i don't know so like when you were talking about like others referencing i was like oh so i think the way that i've thought about it's like it's kind of a little selfish because i am not considering what that other person might have going on in the rest of their life that might contribute to what they're doing now, right? It's like, I only think about it like, oh, I have like this profound effect on someone's life that like I can make them feel a certain way that they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I'm kind of blind to the other spots of it in their lives, mm-hmm. you know? Um, mm. Where suddenly like there's all this responsibility on me to be mm-hmm. as conflict-free as possible so that I don't like change how someone might feel or do and stuff. So it's, yeah, I think that's like a thought that I have a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially because you were a shepherd before, mm-hmm. and then with. Yeah, I think we started shepherding around the same time. Actually, that's probably why you were wondering why he was yeah. chosen. <laughs> <I> was first. <laughs> Make the record clear. Andrew was first. I was to clarify first. on live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I. Because my previous shepherd also was like, I don't know his exact number, but he was, I think he was an eight. So like anytime he saw something, he would just call it out. And when I was under his, um, like leadership, mm-hmm. um, that's the kind of leadership I needed mm-hmm. to help me. Cause I don't like it when people like sugarcoat things or like beat around the bush. Mm-hmm. And so he would just tell me straightforward. And so I think I, adopted a lot of that and was like I need to do that too Mm. Um, but realizing that there's a balance that you know there are times to do that but it's not all the time and not to everyone Mm. Um, that was really hard to learn yeah Mm -hmm. what would your sheep say (laughs) about you guys as a couple Oh, as a couple. Or, I don't know, but, well, I'm sure. <laughs> Should we bring them on? What did you think? <laughs> Let's call uh, them up right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they man. would say so many nice things, of mm. course. I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like I learned even a little at one of the hop HOPs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where Iris and then Debbie came up and like oh, talked yeah. and I was like, wow, they must be such great people. This was like a year ago, maybe, yeah. um, or longer. I'm not sure, but yeah. I was like, wow. So That whole time I was thinking like, they better not go up. And I'm sure like <laughs> Sarah was thinking like, oh, it'd be so nice if they went up. <laughs> so that's a little bit of that's, the difference. That's, all, that's like a true helpful like representation too. That, mm-hmm. that's all. <laughs> but at the end, you guys were both touched by their... Of course. Their, yeah, of course. Very, yeah, very touched. Thank you, Iris and Debbie for sharing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> My question ultimately is as a couple with your Enneagrams, what strengths do you think that mm-hmm. ends up bringing? Because, you know... It could be different apart, and we know those strengths through the types mm-hmm. that are overviewed, but together, like, what does that look like? So this is, like, I guess just a natural segue from all the things we already talked about, yeah. but because we're opposites in so many ways, we do balance each other out, mm. and we excel in different ways, whereas, like, I'm more in my head, and I'm more, like, thoughtful um, of just, like, things people might not usually think about. Um, Sarah's more like thoughtful in her own way where she's kind of like we have to do all these things right and so there's kind of both of those are being advocated for where like Mm -hmm. we're actually trying to do things because Sarah's aware of like oh like they might like this or we need to do this and I'm like oh we should think about this and we should think about that Mm. Um, and so 
I feel like that covers a lot of bases. Yeah, like true thoughtfulness in action. <laughs> Blessing to the people that's receiving it. <laughs> that, yeah, that's when things are going well, right? And yeah. so, <laughs> but also like when things are like harder yeah. issues come up, um, we do have like different perspectives where we can talk it out and we can be like, what should we do? Mm. Um, and then like, no matter what we end up doing, whether it's right or wrong, at least we kind of, think through mm-hmm. most of the options yeah um, because like either of us alone might not have like i would probably just like avoid like the harder things to do and like things i don't want to do and stuff like that more and if she was alone she would probably like not consider a lot of things or perspectives mm-hmm. and kind of maybe make it worse in some ways or stuff like that too but when we're together we can kind of like look at all the perspectives which is what kind of what i bring and then like her she can like kind of like <laughs> do all the things or like, like what do we actually have to do? Like keep yeah. an eye on like what people need. Um, and when you asked earlier, like one of the positive traits of threes yeah. is like, I don't know if they even know it, but they're s- supposed to be like very in tune with like what people need or want or like are looking for. Mm. And so that's kind of that is what makes them good at like shape-shifting into mm-hmm. like these different, like, like how people see me and things like that. It's because mm-hmm. they're in tune with, what people want to see and so they kind of like make themselves into like what people want that's the word i was thinking about what's that super creature that's a shapeshifter and super creature she's ditto like, oh is it in captain marvel i don't know but you're you're that person whoever <laughs> from x-men yeah, yeah. Oh, oh oh mystique mystique yeah oh. <laughs> the blue skinned orange haired creature that's the evil one but yeah. she's like really cool even yeah. when she was e- i don't know oh yeah i'm not yeah, yeah. Cool. besides the evil part <laughs> but <laughs> the shape uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> anyway <laughs> um well, the last dynamic I kind of wanted to ask within Enneagrams, how has that looked like with family, like in-laws or whatnot, especially with the holidays coming up? Relationship dynamics? Yeah. Or- what are some things that we've had, you've had to be mindful of in relationship dynamics of other families as a married couple? Like, for example, my family does a lot and we do everything together and there's no time for rest, which is really, really fun for us. But I'm learning with a nine in which, who I think is a nine in my family, right? Like while he does enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he also does need some rest times. And before I could be taking it offensively, like you're not going to spend time with my family when we're like together for this week or something. But, you know, now like understand like he needs some time to just like kind of do his own thing a little or things like that. And like what, mm-hmm. how did those things kind of like come into play in Mm -hmm. those relationships and vice versa for me in in ways that we've had to talk about dynamics for his side of the family as well Mm -hmm. i think i guess first just to get it out of the way is like so there's enneagram but there's also like guy and girl dynamics and there's also (laughs) like just upbringing and different different Mm -hmm. background dynamics so like this is all just mixed everything so i'm not saying everything is like from enneagram yes but um there are and sometimes race is a thing exactly depending yeah. on uh-huh. and culture yeah culture um but generally like we're similar in a lot of ways but very different in other ways so um i think i guess one example is like i'm much more like laid back and don't really care about optics in front of in-laws as much so mm. like um i distinctly remember uh sarah's mom one time was like oh yeah like andrew just comes over sometimes and he just makes himself at home and he like <laughs> lays on the couch doing and nothing. lays on the floor, <laughs> like next to my parents' like dining table. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much just like at home and yeah, I don't, so comfortable. I don't like care. Yeah. Like I'm comfortable. I'm like too comfortable, I guess, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. whereas like Sarah would be the opposite where she's like hyper focused on it. She's like, oh uh-huh. no, like, are we going to look bad if we like don't do this or this or this mm-hmm. for your family or for my family and things like that. Um, and a lot That's of that how- is mm-hmm. like, husband wife yeah. dynamics too like pressure yeah. wise yeah. but um i think like half of it at least is enneagram yeah. um so huh. yeah um cool. even when like like when i go to like her in-laws like she'll be the one to tell me like like their expectations and things like that and i'll be like like why <laughs> <laughs> you mean your in-laws not my in-laws well yeah either okay. both i think yeah yeah <laughs> so like like even, even when you're going to your own parents house she'll be like there these are oh. your 
expectations uh, yes, from them. Yes, in both. Both both cases. Oh, okay, yeah. No yeah, parents yeah. and her parents. <laughs> yes, yeah. in both cases. <laughs> so right? Whereas, like, like I wouldn't, like, feel the pressure. Uh, okay. So, hmm. Okay, this is, <laughs> this is kind of hard to say in, like, generalized terms. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, like, yeah. Like, I don't mind, like, pretty much whatever, like, family-wise. Like, whatever we do or whatever we have to do, like, time-wise and, hmm. like, space-wise. Um, like you, you mentioned like your husband needs like a break sometimes, right? Yeah. I don't really know if that was a good example, but yeah. Okay. I mean, cause I was going to say like, I don't really like need a break yeah. sometimes, but for me, I don't have like a strict boundary really. I just kind of go with it until it's too much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's better. And then it kind of like, yeah, catches up and it's yeah, like, okay, yeah, now yeah, it's too yeah, much. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or, and yeah. it's com- this coming out of nowhere. Uh-huh, like, exactly. Uh, exactly. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but until that point, yeah. I'm kind of just like, whatever, like it's family. Like if we have to do it, we got to mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there isn't really like. But caps. do you think if there was, do you think if there was an awareness of that in, before going in, then there wouldn't be that I get what you're saying, but I don't think it would really change anything. Got it. And so this is where also, I don't know if it's like family dynamics. um, But like for me, when it comes to family, there's like almost no boundaries. Obviously there's some, but like it's pretty much like it's family. So like whatever goes, like goes, Mm. you know, like if we have to see them for like a month or whatever, like, oh, well, like that's just life. Yeah. And then if it becomes too much, then I deal with it. Mm. But it's not like. I won't think about it before then being like, oh, like we're spending too much time with them. Mm. Right. Mm. But I feel like for Sarah, it's not like that. Mm. Mm -hmm. So like even Andrew's mom came for like 10 days in October and Mm. I was stressed about it for months. Mm. Like, and I think I psyched myself out so much that it was like sometimes even hard being in like the same room as her because Mm. like I had kind of manifested that in my head for so Mm. long. So like I had to approach every day as like a day of its own instead of thinking like, Mm. oh, like another day, like another, we have like 10 more days, we have nine more days and things Mm. like that. And so I feel like it's, um, I have to do a lot more mental preparation. Um, So like even next week we're, or this Sunday we're going to California to see Mm -hmm. his family and I'm really excited. And uh, his whole family is going to be there. But I feel like I don't have to mentally prepare as much because it's like a big family. Yeah. And like I thrive with like big groups. Mm. But when it's just like maybe his mom or like just his immediate family, then I get really stressed out. Like, mm. oh, all eyes are kind of like on each other. Like mm. I need to be doing this. I need to wake up early mm. and like help his mom, which I don't really do. But <laughs> like the thought is there, like mm. she's going to be judging me and see me as like, a bad daughter-in-law if I'm not mm. doing this which is all just lies in my mm. head um, but something that I still struggle with a lot mm. and as like a counterpoint like in Thanksgiving we hosted her like extended family so there mm. was like 20 people here mm. and like we were the hosts mm. for the first time and I feel like if it was my family like Sarah would be very very stressed obviously mm. um, like naturally mm-hmm. uh, but like in this case I was like kind of not stressed at all I probably should have been more stressed, <laughs> but I was like, oh, like it'll work out. Like it's just family, you know, because that's how I kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of sounds bad to say, but like, I mean, no, like yeah. during like during I'd be like asking like, hey, like, can I make some coffee for you guys? Yeah. Or like, do you guys need any like drinks or do you want like I'd be taking care of them? But I was never like in my head about it at all. Mm. I was just kind of like enjoying it. And it's like family's family. And like, yeah, so there like the pressure wasn't really there. Um, and I think like the expectations and things like that, I kind of just, if it's not there, then I don't like make it out of, like make it worse than it has to be. Mm. So I think one of the big differences though, too, is like when we spend time with your family, it's like for long amounts of mm-hmm. time, it's like days to like mm-hmm. up to a week or maybe even longer. But my family, it's maybe like a couple yeah. hours. So I think that has a lot city, to do with it. Because the city is yeah, they're, here. Yeah. They're all here. Visiting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. I know, you know, <laughs> it's the holidays, just like people starting to think about what in-laws could look like or, you know, family settings in general. I am going to make my, um, so my family, we do this thing where each of us have a day that we plan for the holiday week. 
And on my day, my family will have taken the Enneagram test, and we are going to do a podcast on it. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> stay tuned for a family dynamic of that. But yeah, I think it's helpful to start learning what you know you guys how you guys have like understood one another and then being able to use that in teamwork to Mm -hmm. bless your house church members who talk to you about Enneagram all the time or Mm -hmm. um, other ways you can like use that knowledge and and work together. Um, So that's been really cool to listen. I would close by asking you guys for advice that you would want to share to the listeners in terms of one, what is advice you would give about being married to the other type <laughs> oh interesting oh specifically for a nine two three. yeah just advice one advice or many advices <laughs> <laughs> and then what is one advice you would give about being married to your own type after oh so sarah you would share about being married to a nine and then andrew you would share about being married to a three <laughs> i have some easy ones but like yeah they feel like cop-out answers because they're so easy (laughs) like the biggest one that comes to my mind um it could be surface level and very deep is really giving them the space to just be Mm. um especially if you're a number that's complementing that it's really hard to kind of just watch someone be Mm -hmm. sometimes (laughs) um but i realize that when that time is given, that's when I see him thriving more. Mm. Um, it's kind of like the Mary and Martha um, yeah. passage, mm-hmm. right? Like um, just being like ha- feeling the need to just get up and having to do everything. I have no issues like um, starting or con- confrontation. I have no issues with confrontation, but sometimes holding your tongue and realizing Mm. like the time is not now. Mm. Yeah. That's really helpful advice that I was, when you said it first Mm. earlier, that like Mm -hmm. really spoke to me. So Mm. I think that will help. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess just to start, I think any three or pretty much anyone, but mostly threes will appreciate like compliments. Mm. So if you're married to a three, they kind of, they kind of live off compliments. So I would say like try to voice your compliments as much as possible instead of like thinking it, but like mm-hmm. make it very obvious. Cause mm-hmm. like there are times I would like point out things in Sarah. Like I'd be like, Oh, like, is that like a new like shirt, you know, or whatever. Right. Or like a new purse or like a new haircut or whatever. I'd just be like, Oh, like, is that new? Like, and she'd be like, yeah. But then like a week later she'd be like, you didn't even compliment my haircut. And I'd be like, I pointed it out. I noticed it and I like, specifically pointed it out. But she's like, you didn't compliment it though. <laughs> so I was, I'm like, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a difference. I think guys, guys will understand <laughs> yeah. when it's like, oh yeah, like that's a compliment. Yeah, but then yeah, girls yeah. will be like, that's not a compliment. Or yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe not. Maybe, maybe it's just Sarah, but. No, I got you. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. So, I um, understand. Yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, I think especially for threes, they kind of like, it, it sounds superficial, but it's really not because we all yeah. need encouragement. Mm-hmm. So like, um, I think threes really thrive on it when you are pointing out things you already notice, right? Mm-hmm. That's like positive. Um, and that leads into like the deeper version of that is communication overall. Mm-hmm. And every marriage obviously needs good communication. But one thing I noticed with, with Sarah is... Um, when I say something or like do something or anything, it can be interpreted like wildly differently, mm. no matter what it is. So I have to be like very, very clear, mm. like what my intention is and like, like what I'm trying to get across and things like that. So like, I think communication is especially important because, um, I think threes like think and make conclusions very quickly. Mm. Um, and they can like, uh, very easily find themselves like judging things very quickly and things like that. So if it's something I said or did, like she could have her own world of assumptions in her head. Um, And for me, it's like, oh, it was like nothing, like a split second (laughs) of like nothing. But for Mm -hmm. her, it could be like, was it this or was it that? Like, how dare he do this? But I'm like, (laughs) I didn't even think about it. Like, it's nothing. Right. Mm. So like, especially if it's like more important or like things like, or even if it's small, I think it's very important to be, clear Mm -hmm. in your like intention Mm -hmm. 
when you're like talking about things with a three. Mm. How do y'all feel you want to, about what? <laughs> <laughs> if you want to disagree with that? No, no, no I, I agree. I agree. I just <laughs> wanted to add on to it. Um, but I'm, I can't think in my head right now. I'm an, I'm a very external processor, so it's hard oh. for me to think sometimes. You can just talk it through. Um, yeah, like when I'm doing the dishes, for example, I'll ask like, how's your day? How are you doing? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What's going on in life? Hey, like, I feel like someone in our house church needs help. What do you think about this? Mm. It's very just like casual conversation. For him, he doesn't do that ever. <laughs> for him, it's like, we need to sit down and talk through, how was your day? And like, let's have a conversation <laughs> about it. And so I think creating a safe space for nines is like extremely, extremely helpful to mm. help them realize that they're also important because Mm. um for him it's hard to bring certain things up even though it may not be like a topic of conflict or um an issue per se but um i think oftentimes nines feel like their voice doesn't matter Mm. or like their opinions don't matter but letting them have that time to actually sit down reflect and share those thoughts is i would life-changing and I know I need to be better about that too no this is another great advice (laughs) because I was just with a a nine um this past weekend and it's different because my core is a two right but I was sharing how something about me is like when people ask me surface level questions sometimes I feel like oh this is not meaningful enough you know like Mm -hmm. things within like the two cores right and so like I was like I want a deeper conversation or whatnot and so I don't ask very like not surface but not like the tell me your feelings right like I don't ask the layer above which is not about all your feelings right and so I'm always like yeah when people ask me how was my day I don't know if I should ask how's your day back because usually it's just like oh good you know unless we get deep or something but she was like yeah I think nines would appreciate that those questions because then it gives them a permission to speak that they wouldn't have thought they could just share freely otherwise and I was like oh my gosh, I would not have, like something I take for granted or or almost don't like, right, is something that actually gives such a freedom for for potentially Mm -hmm. a type nine. So Mm -hmm. look at you with all this. That was like a type nine just told me that and you just (laughs) advised that. That is great information. What do you say? One of the strengths is being in tune with like people's needs or stuff. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's why I like when Matt and Wani talk because they talk in a way that lets me learn about each of them (laughs) that Mm. is not as like um, overwhelmingly emotional that I try to bring to the table. Mm. Whenever Matt and I have a conversation, (laughs) we just talk about things that are like in our head and we're like, oh yeah. Mm. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you thought like that. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) Some of my favorite conversations to listen upon. (laughs) Um, so then the flip side, what would be some advice you would give if I'm about to marry type three, what would you tell me? Mm. Oh, like you have to give good advice about yourself Mm. too. It's basically the challenge. I guess the first thing that comes to mind Uh is, um, one of my biggest pet peeves is being interrupted while I'm working. Mm. Cause I think when threes are in that headspace of trying to get things done, they're in it. And Mm. that's, I generally don't mind being interrupted or like stopped, uh, to have conversation, but I would say the most annoyed I ever get with Andrew is when he interrupts me when I'm like working on my business or when I'm like actually working Mm. on my corporate job, Mm. I'm like, leave me alone. But on the flip side, I bother him all the time when he's working. (laughs) 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 But, um, yeah, that's the first thing that came to mind. I just, Mm. I, I really, really don't like it for some reason. And even like, um, my mom will come up to me sometimes when I'm like working and start asking me questions and Mm. I'll just ignore her. Just be like, I can't talk to you right now. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like a different world I am in. Mm. Yeah. Well, I have a question later, but like, you know, like how I say I have like a very strong wing three. So like I hear a lot of things that Sarah says, that's like, you know, cause you say like your wings are more behavior. So like I do a lot of those things And how much can I relate to that being like a very strong wing of mine, being a female in a marriage or like whatnot? You know what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like a lot of things you said, Sarah, in this conversation, there's like strong points of it that have resonated with me. And I'm just like curious, like, is that because 
I get so annoyed too <laughs> when it comes to like work in that workspace mm. alone. Otherwise, I I love and invite really like conversations and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I text Matt like every second when I think of something right away. Like oh, like right away. Oh my gosh! And like hasn't even responded yet. Oh, but so like, stressful. oh man. And he does a great job responding back now. I think Kudos he realizes I need. I know like. But like, you know, he's like with the patient and then when he's done, he checks it, gets back to me and then it helps me with something I need to work. And yeah, he never once gets annoyed of it, but it's like something I really just like don't like when it's in that space. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But and then some other things you guys had mentioned throughout, like it was like very, oh, but I know I'm like a huge two, but then my three was really next high and then the others were kind of like. Right. Like mm-hmm. one time I took the test and the three was high and the mm-hmm. two was second, but I was like, no, I can't. I'm a two. Like, but anyways. Yeah. But I'll let you. I, that's like a big tangent. Uh-huh. We can we can answer that. Or we can get into the after. Yeah. yeah. So just saying it there, but I would like to make sure I get your advice because you know I might be married to a nine. So what are some <laughs> advices? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's hard to. It's really hard to just pick one. Obviously. But. <laughs> Before, okay, wait, okay. I just want to, I have, I have, it's been on my mind since Sarah talked about it. But um, the thing with like, when she gave advice for nines to like give them space Uh in that conversation, um, I just wanted to say like, it's the nines like core, one of the nine core like messages that they've heard growing up is that like, they don't really matter or their Mm. opinion doesn't really matter. Mm. And so like what you guys were talking about um, of giving them the space to like say stuff that they've had on their mind, mm-hmm. but they wouldn't necessarily like just bring it up mm-hmm. unless they're asked. That is something that um, applies to me a lot. Like, so mm-hmm. Sarah, Sarah's definitely like really correct, but I want to like reemphasize it from my perspective mm-hmm. is um, a lot of times like we, even if we know, like it's hard to voice things mm without like being prompted of it and it's just like trapped in our in ourselves until it's brought out and so um like she brought up we had like a a weekly sit down and just talk um i think the way my brain works and maybe one he can chime in too but is like if something noteworthy happens right that i could talk to her about then it's like it's talked about like in that moment or it kind of disappears and it gets repressed. And so even if like she asks me later, like, Oh, like, how are you doing or whatever? I'll literally, I don't know. Like I literally can't remember. Mm. And like early on, she used to think I was like hiding things from her. She'd be Mm. like, why don't you answer (laughs) my question? Right. I would (laughs) ask him questions and be like, Oh, what do you think about this? (laughs) Oh, how do you think this went? So like, yeah. that's that's a, that's a little different. That's a, that's a little different. Um, it's all the same. She'll ask a question, and I like, I literally, it's not on my mind, so it's like out of my mind. And nines, <laughs> I've I've heard this. Nines oh, are the only nodding. number uh-huh. that has this talent of if there's something you don't want to think about, they literally turn it off, and it's out of Matt their brain. That is definitely a nine. My goodness. <laughs> And when other numbers kind of find out that nines can do that, they're like, what? I hate you. Like, how can you do that? Yeah. Or like, how do you do that? But how is it? It's, it's power. It's yeah. It's a superpower. It, it's called it's repression and it's very unhealthy, <laughs> but it is very unhealthy. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> hindsight. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, so we like, yeah, we just literally forget. And so when she asks questions, right. From my perspective, they're very loaded questions Mm. in the sense that Mm. it takes a lot of energy to dig up an answer, Mm. right? So if she'll ask like, oh, like, what do you think about this, right? And if it's like a semi-serious topic, I'll literally have to stop everything else I'm doing to process, Mm. process the answer to that question. Because I don't want (laughs) to just give her like, (laughs) oh, it's good. Like, Uh. oh, it's fine. Cause she'll get mad at me. <laughs> she'll be like, that's not an answer. Like, tell me more. And I'll uh-huh. be like, well, if I want to tell you more, I need to like take 10 minutes and process this again. Mm. So I can like properly answer this question. Right. But 
frequently when she's asking me these questions, we're like in the middle of doing different things. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we tell this story a lot, but like I'll be like sitting at the table, like eating something and she'll be literally doing the dishes and she'll ask me a question. Mid question, she'll walk into the other room still asking me <laughs> the question. <laughs> Two doors down. And she comes back, finishes her sentence. And I just look at her. I'm like, you seriously expect me to answer you right now? And she's like, what? I'm yes. doing the laundry and the dishes. And I want to know your deepest thoughts. And I'm like, life doesn't work like that. For me, it's like, either we have a deep conversation or we have a superficial conversation. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. That's right? really helpful. Yeah. And Wani's also yupping that. That's uh-huh. really helpful. So, yeah. Because oh. it takes a lot of effort to like, you got to first figure out what they're talking yeah. about mm-hmm. and then you have to figure out oh what did i feel in that moment and yeah. then how do i describe how i felt in that moment mm-hmm. all while considering how am i going to do this in a way that doesn't make the other person feel bad <laughs> yeah i was going to yeah. add that part because mm-hmm. yes. when the not not often but the times matt has done that like sometimes i've been super thankful thank you so much for like criticizing me because i actually appreciate the criticism mm-hmm. more than a it's fine you mm-hmm. know and he would feel so like encouraged that he would come again in a week oh i have another one (laughs) okay sure that's fine but other times like you know my response isn't always thank you for doing that you know sometimes Uh i'm like uh what right and so then i'm scaring him from coming to me because then it you know that the tension part or like whatever that nines could fear Mm -hmm. right like so then it's like then when he doesn't want to process and think and then come because then my response is right like you said the last part is that you have to say it in a way that doesn't hurt the other person, which not that it's your fault for hurting. Sometimes I'm a bad receiver, right? But then like all those layers to a simple mm-hmm. process thought, which is like... It's simple. not simple. There's simple. no such thing as a simple... So that's oh actually gosh. a really good point that I wanted to touch on earlier. Yeah. Um, first of all, there's no simple. There's so like, I think questions. in general, nines are usually very intentional when like... In a lot of ways. Yeah. So like, um, that's just like a thing to keep yeah. in mind on the back of your head. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the whole like tension focus, uh-huh, relationally uh-huh, focused uh-huh. thing, it is very mentally draining. And yeah. Like, people don't necessarily realize that yeah. up front, but nines, I feel like no. Mm. And so um, that's part of why a nine can be seen as lazy is because like if they're asked something or asked to do something, mm. at least for me, I... I kind of like tally up how much effort it's going to take. And typically for me, it takes more effort than like other people because like Mm. it's so stressful mentally. Right. Because I have to like accommodate and like consider all these things. Mm -hmm. And like other numbers besides nines are also like overthinkers. So like they they, they also, but, but for me, it's like very draining, not like immediately, but over time it gets very draining. Mm -hmm. And um, this goes back to what you were saying earlier when, you said your husband like was taking a nap after your fight and you're like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, that's, that's the instant I knew he was a nine. Right. That's one so, of them. <laughs> so our friend, um, our friend's dad's a nine. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Debbie's dad. And okay. he's a pastor. Uh-huh. And so like during uh, COVID, like the beginning of COVID, there was one hilarious moment where <laughs> he was like planning, like what is the church's response to COVID? Uh-huh. Like, how am I going to like, there's no right answer. Yeah, that's not a, a huge thing. That's not yeah. a like easy job. Like, right. No one envies that. Right. Yeah. Nuh-uh. But he had to make the decision. Right. right. And Debbie was obviously like at home with her dad. And so she was like, yeah, he's been thinking about it for hours and hours. Right. And I'd be like, oh, that's funny. And then she'd be like, now he's napping. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> it's like so stressful yeah, that like that's so you have to, nap to recover. Yeah. So and it, wow. it does help that we can like push things out of our brain when we need to yeah and i think we like it's a coping mechanism because it's like too much to handle yeah and like all the just mental and the pressure and everything if it is too much then we'll just table it shelve Mm. it (laughs) but the problem is if it never comes back then it like becomes bottled up yeah Mm. but sometimes like we don't really remember later to like bring it back because we've already tabled it Mm. so it helps when like someone asks you and you're like oh yeah like i do have to process this Mm. yeah that's why the weekly 
Being, times yeah. together were so helpful because it forced him every week to kind of reflect on the previous week mm-hmm. of what was going on in his mind. Yeah. Hmm. Oof, that sounds tiring, man. <laughs> and then, uh, sorry, uh, one last thing, like to, <laughs> just, to, just to add it, add it to the end. This end is going to be process. one of Andrew's yeah. podcast links. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, to end of that process, yeah. right after it's tabled and all these things, and then someone's asked, like, asked you a question. Um, I think we're also very sensitive to like, is it the right time? Mm. Right. And that ties into like intentional versus like sit down, Mm. but like the sit down weekly where we're just talking and processing that helps a lot because I know I have the time to get into and process whatever I need to. Mm. It's not even only about being asked, but also has to be like the time is there and the space is there. Mm. Like you guys were both saying, Mm -hmm. Um, because like, I think we're just sensitive to like, if it doesn't feel like a safe space, yeah, then we'd rather just keep it bottled up because like nothing good's going to come out. If we go through it again, it's not going to yeah. be fully processed. So that's mm-hmm. why we need that extra, extra space, even though it sounds kind of like, I don't know, a lot, but yeah, it is a lot. <laughs> that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Yeah. I just feel like got a mind explosion of <laughs> understanding surprise this was all tips and tricks for ng yeah. <laughs> that's why we're um, here how much do i owe you guys for therapy right now <laughs> didn't we have a question that we, we have were supposed many to that i to? know i have many still <laughs> table. yeah i, I might have we've shelved it we've might have it. forgotten it already so well the question was um because i don't forget anything but we don't have to talk about it oh i remember it was about like the extent of uh-huh. the wing, like a high dominant wing. Yes. In the, mm. like, I resonate with so much of what Sarah said, but mm-hmm. it's not my, my core or my type is two, mm-hmm. but it's high three. And a couple of times I've taken the, and it was a three, two, but I knew by then I was a two, three. So I don't know. It's just like wondering. Yeah. So I guess there's multiple angles, but I guess the first one is from like a high, purpose of the Enneagram perspective mm-hmm. um, just in like the most <laughs> high sense you could think of like the purpose is so that we realize what our natural tendencies are mm-hmm. but all nine numbers like there's no number that's better or worse than the others right and there's no number that's perfect right, right. and so the goal of the Enneagram is when you do learn enough about all the numbers mm-hmm. then you can um like consciously choose and decide which, I guess, personality type you use to like tackle a problem, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. just because you are a two doesn't mean you have to behave like a two or react like a two or think like a two, but that's what you naturally tend to do Mm -hmm. as like how you grew up. Um, Right, right. So like the goal is even if you're a two, like maybe like, a seven or a nine or whatever number might have a better response to this particular situation. At least you can consider how each type would respond yeah. and you can like make a conscious choice. Like, I think this is the best way to respond to this. And like, if you extrapolate that to like unreasonable levels, then it's like, we all like want to take the best parts of every number for every situation, which is impossible, but like, that's mm-hmm. the goal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so um, just cause like, Sarah says like one trait is like three, like common to threes doesn't mean like right. if you're a two, like it's not like you won't feel that or you will feel that kind of thing. It's kind of we all are like little parts of all the numbers. Yeah. Um, just how we've learned. Yeah. But we just like your core number is generally just what you tend to fall back on. Like your mm. natural response to things when you're not thinking about it. Mm. So. And then the other other side, the other angle is um, like no one number is going to apply to like every single person of that number. Right, right. Right. So like if she says like I'm a three and I feel like this, like someone else who's a three could Op- be the yeah. opposite or like. As is Matt when he exactly. listens to this, he can resonate <laughs> with y'all. But <laughs> Exactly. Mm, yeah. yeah. That's so. helpful. Yeah. I think um, we've had so much fun talking to you guys. Um, where can we support uh, simply any <laughs> drop your handle uh at simply any s-i-m-p-l-y 
Y-E-N-N-I.com and Instagram handle at Simply Any. Um, check it out. I am going to be checking out in person after this podcast <laughs> is over. <laughs> and then where can we contact you for any Enneagram <laughs> questions that are going to come after this? You can contact me at sarahcha <laughs> gmail.com. That's not my email, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I feel like at the end of all of this, we should have like a, if people had questions and then, you know, come back and answer those. Oh, oh, listener have. questions. Yeah, because yeah. people do like Q&As where it's not just about you guys in particular, but then mm-hmm. also the other things you guys share through this process. So that would yeah. be cool. It's very helpful. Yeah. The only thing I felt this entire conversation was like, man, I did not know Andrew and I were so similar. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But um, man. Yeah. I think every time I have conversations like this, I'm like, oh, yes, someone finally understands. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I understand you too even, even more. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, you know, thankful for the conversation, thankful for you guys. And hosting us in your beautiful beautiful home yeah i wish you guys could see this is a great home yeah <laughs> thank you thank you well we're excited to have you guys back on as guests in the future and we hope that you guys have a wonderful holidays for all of you guys listening i hope you guys maybe even take time to reflect and just think about the ways that um you can understand yourself as you enter a new dynamic of the in-laws or your own family or friends Christmas givingness and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining. Enjoy the wonder. The wonder. <laughs> <laughs>